and we are back welcome back to art rat group chat i'm one of your co-hosts jerey aaron and along with the lovely rose kim we are jumping right back into the group chat for season two via ig live but of course we have all this lovely audio for our podcast listeners in this episode rose and i overview what we will be chatting about during this season and we hope to see you jumping on in okay let's go we're back we're back Ooh, we came back we came back to the chat officially one year later <laughs> and some change just and like some change like five nickels just a little bit of time ting 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 more ting. than a year but we're back um i'm ready to chat but we can start with catching up i know since last <laughs> You know what? I actually want to see. I didn't even check this before, but I need to see when the last time. When was the last time? When was that? We could type in. Hi, Hello. Daniel. Tanyang. I'm waving at you. We're looking up. Oh, anchor.fm. You're right. We can go to anchor. Artbat <laughs> group chat. Artbat. How you doing? Group chat. Hello. The last time you were on here, June 21st. Yeah, no, okay. Literally. No, this was about Five a year ago. Nickels, but not much more. Yeah. June 21st, 2021. I was still in my studio. This couch prevailed, though. This couch did prevail. This couch is still with us. I used to sleep on this couch, it's a good couch. more than I slept in my own bed at Joe's studio. And now we live together. That's new. Since the that last is time new. We've done this. Um, we were practically living together before, but now we actually <laughs> are. So that's amazing. And we used to do this on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I would get the MP3 file from the Zoom and then like edit it. And then we'd upload it to Anchor. But now we're doing this on Instagram Live. Yeah. And hopefully this encourages folks to drop in to the chat because it is a group chat. We are but two people. Yes, that was the thing about last season, the first season. Mm -hmm. We had some really amazing guests. Some guests! But the whole motivation always is like that open door, town hall vibe. So we're like, hey, if people are not coming into the Zoom room, let's bring it to Instagram Live and maybe it's easier. To the people. Maybe it's easier for y'all to just pop in and talk with us as we talk through some things as we do on podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Podcasts. We're podcasting. Yeah. Um, We have a long list. And this list is a combobulation of things we are always talking about together. Um, And we just sifted through. It's like, oh, put that on the list, like in the middle of conversation. So we're going to go through that list uh, as our little starter pack. You can catch Uh, us here now every thursday evening and we'll post um the file to the podcast land mm-hmm. sundays yes so if you missed the live you can watch the video replay here mm-hmm. on at art rat theater on instagram or anchor.fm slash art rat group chat yes oh, you're really good at detailing things i just want you to know where to find us we're out here we're looking for you to find us okay so 
For starters, popping up. First on the list, sharing oneself virtually slash online consent. Mm-hmm. You put this one on this list. I did put this one on this list because even though I am constantly in a state of critique of them, I am also fascinated with celebrities and just how social media has... Hi, Dante! Hey, Dante. How social media has has allowed access to celebrity, the idea of celebrity, the idea of fame, but also that line that blurs between relatability and consent and how when one feels they are able to relate to you a lot especially due to these uh hi love you too <laughs> love you too dante uh love this you. <laughs> uh this idea that you are relating to this this figure on this screen on any screen that you know them and thus they are like automatically giving you consent to do all sorts of things, even though that's not the case. Right. So. What does it mean to consent to a parasocial relationship? Yes. If we're like yes. kind of understanding that so much of it is back and forth, yeah. but also some shit in between. And made up. <laughs> it's it's an illusion. Yeah. But with some real, like for lack of better words that aren't so loaded, but some real consequences sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm tired of this, like, oh, small things kind of language around the way we interact with each other on social media. Yeah. Like, to be, like, everyone knows as a fact, you know, sometimes certain things are names, accounts can be triggering for different people at different times. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, I feel like a couple years ago and back, there's, there's a trivialization over, yeah. you know, the way that psychology be working. Yeah. And being manipulated. Yeah. On social media. It's, like, not a small thing to get a message from someone if the context is such. It's not a small thing for someone to look at your stories if the context is such. Yes. So, what are we consenting to and what are we either unable to consent to yeah. or trying to find a way to because the platform itself, you know, yeah. doesn't integrate a way for us to, like... Yeah, to foster that, like, yeah. easily. Yeah. Like, have that. It doesn't really... None of these platforms... Hi, Tina. None of these platforms really foster, like, healthy guidelines. They usually are like, <laughs> after after a certain point of harm has been reached, they're like, ooh, wait, maybe we should have some guidelines. But actually, we'll just have s- some people have to follow them and Hi, maybe Gigi. not others. So. so once again, we're in a playground with rules that we're like, yeah never meant for us yeah it just isn't but we're here because we are needing to use these platforms to yes. connect yeah this is true to this is true. say we're out here yes kind of moves us into the second topic on this list and if there's any topic on these lists you know this is all topics that are going to be coming episodes for season yeah. two of the group chat mm-hmm. dm us and we want you in the chat so we can yeah. give you the details of when that topic is happening and please, please, please join us on yes. IG. We'll pop you on into the mm-hmm. chat. It'll be a good time. Um, community care. Second on the list. And what that means and what that looks like. And the whole... I feel like we have a good understanding at this point of self-care. And the brand of self-care. <laughs> the commercialization of self-care. 
um, a community care. Mm. And I, we were talking about this the other night, but just the practices of really taking, really being mindful of harm and really being, hi, hey, Jason. Hi, hi, Jason. Hi. Um, really being mindful of harm in our interpersonal relationships, really being focused on healing and how that is an incredible action in itself. And again, not wanting to speak on anything that seemed like, call anything too small because at this point, that's not, that's not a thing. No. And just the, the, the bigger ideas of community care that may sometimes seem daunting, like mutual aid and breaking that down, but also just, again, like really taking care of interpersonal relationships and taking care of oneself mm -hmm. in a way that it's supporting community care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that phrase, like I take care of me to take care of others. Yeah. I take care of others to take care of myself. So I feel like I am craving this topic in yeah. us, ripping back self-care from the isolated vortex of like individualism mm -hmm. to like why what is the purpose of us taking care of ourselves what is the purpose of me being like oh my god i don't have the energy to shower mm -hmm. but I, I negotiate with myself like okay i'm gonna just like wash my face wash my teeth mm -hmm. shower in the morning yeah like these negotiations like why bother why 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 and sometimes mentally it's just so exhausting yeah but then becomes kind of a spiritual practice or a spiritual discipline mm -hmm. to remember like i'm doing this because i'm connected to other people yeah i'm doing this for myself to help other people and vice versa yeah the back and forth the reciprocation for sure number three Anti-capitalist strategies, tactics for artists. This is something we're always talking about in Art Rat. Always. Every party. Every day. Every Zoom. <laughs> we try to sneak it in as much as possible. Like, what the fuck can we practically do to dismantle capitalism in our everyday practice? Mm -hmm. But also in our seasonal practice and in our yearly practice. Yeah. Different things are meant to be done at different times, at different paces. Yeah. Some things that are daily don't have to be monthly, mm -hmm. don't have to be yearly, but then some things that are yearly should not be daily, yeah. you know? But I think it's an organization of that kind of framework mm -hmm. can be helpful for me in terms of like trying to account yeah. for like what I can do, what I'm able to do that is different than how everyone else seems to be saying yeah is okay to just do it this way and you're yeah. like not it's not i don't want to do, i don't want it yeah i don't want to it gives you those tools it's like it's just really helpful to get, start getting more and more specific like when people say they're like uh, they want to change the world with their art or they want to do something with their art speaking very specifically like let's go about our art in an anti-capitalistic type of way is is incredibly specific and therefore it just helps that be actualized mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to be this big like how the fuck am i supposed to change the world it's like let's start with capitalism yeah let's start with saying let's nothing with is a small thing because yeah historically everything that they've said is small really <laughs> really fun kind of important big and important to the most of the planet the most of us yeah it's kind of a big thing yes okay <laughs> Number four. Number four. Nonprofit theaters in Los Angeles. Now. 
it was really surprising um, in one tunnel dive of information that we went down. How many theaters in Los Angeles fall under the nonprofit category? Um, and how in them being able to be propped up by government money and, and donations and things like that, they get to like shuffle off real accountability. When we say donations, <laughs> I promise you we're not talking about the 50, 30, $1,500,000 oh, no. donations. No. These nonprofits, yes, they make use of that money that you give them on yeah. that scale, but what's running them is the donations of millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Millions of dollars coming from a handful of people. Millionaires. Sounds very familiar, I'm sure, to yeah. every economic system yeah um yeah that's gonna be a bit more researchy and specific so i'm a we're gonna move on to the next bullet point mm. i have a lot of feelings because i'm currently working at a nonprofit theater so we're just gonna shuffle off to the next bullet point. shout out to Raul, who is gonna hopefully join us who also has been working in the nonprofit yeah industry of theater Yes. Or not theater, but I think just nonprofit. Non we're going to be talking about nonprofits. We're going to be talking about nonprofits in that episode, breaking that part down. Another topic that we'll be talking about in another episode is polyamory and monogamy baiting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Monogamy baiting. Yes. I think they ca that came out of us, you know, talking about as we do all these things, you know, mm -hmm. um, how are we moving through the world? not accepting this like cis hetero economic model of yeah. like marriage but like how are we actually doing the thing and what can we actually call it yeah and we've been i think like finding a lot of language liberating language through yeah. the lens of like polyamory yes and the kind of discourse that is available through the whole society of polyamory practicing people mm -hmm. but it made us think about monogamy yeah. and how for the most part we notice a pattern um well everyone is polyamorous until they're not that <laughs> that came out of your mouth the other night and i was like yes rose that's exactly it that's exactly it everyone's polyamorous until they're not and today i was thinking about friendship as an mm. actual like literal mode where most of us try to practice anarchy right yeah. and and Going back to how you phrased it, yeah. relationship anarchy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Relationship anarchy, even in areas of romantic connection yes. and lifelong building connection. Yeah. For lack of a better word. I actually need to add that there's that sheet of like, that's relationship anarchy and breaks down like different partners, different things you want out of a partnership and just like, what I was have been realizing in my own journey, like with having people who are polyamorous in my life, it's me realizing like some of the things that come up for me that cause discomfort when thinking about being involved in polyamory still exist in monogamy. <laughs> they still the same problems. So yeah, let me just type that down real quick. Still, still. Still, still here. An issue. Still navigating. Still something to work out. Why we are experiencing so much harm 
Yeah. And so many relationships that we hold dear. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Relationship anarchy. Yeah. Ooh. Another topic is Shakespeare, directing Shakespeare, and casting Shakespeare. There's always a Shakespeare show around the corner, somewhere. Uh. Always. Somewhere. Ah. This, this US William. of A <laughs> business loves Shakespeare. Loves Shakespeare. Most of us who go through actor training encounter yes. Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us who are not white quickly kind of come to terms based on how we're introduced to Shakespeare and who we're introduced to it with. Yes. Do I like it or do I not? Do I fuck with this? Do I not? Is this relevant to me? Is it not? Yeah. And I sometimes have to soothe myself that it's okay to enjoy Shakespeare roles. Yeah. Because there's so much I hate about it. Yeah. There's so much. And it's, I feel like our hate... And, you know, that's all to be discussed around it because it's all happening around when we were talking about Shakespeare and dealing with Shakespeare. A lot of the hate is the pedestal that it's been put on. The, like, exclusivity that's been put on over time with Shakespeare. And we were talking about this before, but, like, how helpful it is for really any person, any PGM person, to, like, have an experience with Shakespeare that's, like, immersive and essential and like impactful because I feel like Shakespeare is one of those parts of theater that if someone feels like they're outside of theater like that's their reason why it's like well Shakespeare and the language and like I don't know what's going on mm -hmm. and there's not as much work to bring in more people into Shakespeare and include them there's much more work put into upholding this idea of what Shakespeare is or mm -hmm, what Shakespeare mm -hmm. needs to be. And so really breaking that down and pulling it apart and yanking it back because the plays are fun. They're a good time. When you are, are supported to have a good time with them, I too enjoy them very much. So yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah, that's probably going to have us unpacking basically what is predominantly white theater what mm -hmm. is historically white theater mm -hmm. it's everything that how shakespeare is done with these big budgets by white folks or white money or for white audiences cannot escape from no matter how you know creative of a like a twist that they want to put put it in the you know yeah. put it, set it in the 90s or you know the 70s or sometimes they're always trying to put <laughs> some kind of edge on it and it's yeah. just like there's a lot about how you're doing this yeah yeah that will never ever tire no it won't it won't it just won't mm. okay <laughs> next up clothing and makeup in regards to self-expression and community and commodities now i personally my personal journey i'm i'm becoming a makeup girly it's very interesting it's an interesting journey um i'm excited Thanks. about it though i'm excited about it in the way and also with clothing and just like getting more into my femme aesthetic because i've had my reservations and i will unpack those more in the actual episode that you'll listen to later um but that shit is expensive that stuff is expensive as hell um and it's like how do i continue to be a makeup girly how do i continue using clothing to express myself and really find joy in that 
and be spending all this money the negotiation of that the negotiation of that the negotiation of that i find that that's one of the things that i struggle in having the conversation by myself mm -hmm. because there are some corners that i don't want to look um yes. and i always like feel like my clothes is like my second skin yeah it always suits the mood that yeah. I feel the need to embody and express that day. Mm -hmm. It's a source of energy for me. Yeah. And inspiration. And also like the it there's not enough freedom of the body period. Mm -hmm. Just on the everyday street, in yeah. the line at the store, period. Um but these are commodities. Yeah. These are commodities that come down from a supply chain. Mm -hmm. They require production at certain yeah. scales. And so hopefully in this topic, we can really make some time and space for what can be kind of a scary and guiltful conversation, yeah. um, especially living in the U.S. and especially being of a certain like economic class. Yeah. And also the the line we sort of approach when we like really put energy into aesthetics and like ourselves becoming a commodity of sorts so going back to one of these topics right sharing oneself virtually mm -hmm. online consent in this yeah. Yeah. It's like i want you to buy me <laughs> not really no i don't oh, want that me selling my book honestly about personal feelings yeah Just all of these endeavors that us as commodities we've gotten i feel like we've gotten Unfor maybe I'll say unfortunately because it's what's on my mind, but unfortunately good at it mm -hmm. at this point. I guess I go back to just thinking about one of the principles or values of like seizing the means of production. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like if we're the commodity, then at least we are producing. Which yeah. Is poke your booby. Um, yeah. We are. We are. We have more. And that's that's the negotiation of like the power and joy that comes from like really having a say in that mm -hmm. especially like having i'll speak for myself having so many experiences where i felt someone else had a say over how i looked or yeah i felt about my own self-expression um global perspectives oh how we perceive the rest of the world yes <laughs> yes, yes yes and the that's the next topic on the on the list to mm -hmm. stay transparently for people who are listening just the audio um global perspectives and us being so u.s well yes. conditioned to be so u.s centric yes. in our thinking and yes. our understanding yes. the world around us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how unfortunate that is yes. <laughs> i mean right now the u.s dollar right Mm -hmm. Taking off the gold standard many moons ago. Wow. There's no grounding in any kind of uh, mm -hmm. useful, valuable, natural resource. No. It's, it's just a dangling number now yeah. and figures and zeros and ones. It's imaginary. Bags. But also has a chokehold on how other countries can trade gas. Mm -hmm. Need to only trade gas in US dollars. So gas mm -hmm. is one of those commodities, oil. Mm -hmm. Oil is one of the commodities that I think like they require you to trade in U.S. dollars. And that's absolutely one way that the U.S. bullies and exploits their access to lower price commodities, but also how they siphon 
and inflate the value of this US dollar that is not connected to or accounting for or keeping track of any actual useful mm -hmm. natural valuable resource that yeah mm -hmm. someone commented Oh, this one's so crazy. We can just decide its value, and that's what our country operates. Literally. Yeah. We're seeing that happen with, like, one of the cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin. Yeah. It's basically... It's basically crypto this, dollar. It's basically an, another extension or icon of the U.S. dollar. Yeah. Which is, like, not the point of crypto. No. <laughs> which I'm sure is on this list, too. Yeah. Is it? If it's not... It definitely could be going on it. Okay. I'm just going to spit separately. Because that's the one topic that we and Joe have been talking about, about cryptocurrency in the mutual aid space and for mutual aid work. Yeah. And for another th in way to um, divest yeah. from the U.S. of A. Mm -hmm. It's not a country. It's a business. Yeah. No need for us to be... Moving that dollar around. No! It's not even real. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else is real? Sometimes. These days, less and less. We have another topic <laughs> that um, I added to this list about yeah. exercising white demons. <laughs> white divestment. White divestment. And sometimes the guilt be real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not going to be easy for us to know that I like this person. I actually really like this person i would spend time with you at a party mm -hmm. i would spend time with you in line yeah but when we're making these politically conscious organized community spaces restorative spaces there's a level that i'm experiencing of there needing to be more and more of a disciplined boundary mm -hmm. about who this space whose affinity mm -hmm. needs this space yeah needs this time mm -hmm. um and I realize every day, every day, every day that passes, like, it's not personal. It's not a personal thing. It's not a personal thing. And I feel like that's what has caused it to be so guilt-ridden and so difficult, is that we are sort of conditioned to think that it has to be this personal thing, that it's totally this personal thing, but it's not. And if, <laughs> if it is at all personally, like, received, or if it is feels perceived to you or somebody else it's only because the personal is political in the world that we live in mm -hmm. but where did that all come to be exactly this is all strategies now for us to recoup mm -hmm. ourselves our resources our futures mm -hmm. it's just about being again just more and more specific what's what space and for whom mm -hmm. Abolishing the allowance. Oh, yes. This is what we're talking about. About things not being small. This is the next bullet point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the next top pick. Mm -hmm. The ease in which we allow harm to be existing in our day-to-day. -day, in our one-to-two. Our, our personal relationships. Our nine-to-five. Yeah, nine-to-five. Uh, and really, like, trying to clear that out of our most intimate circles and that to affect the larger circles as as it continues. Um, things like patriarchy, things like colorism, things like fat phobia. Like, I can't act like, I can't let my ego be as big as it sometimes wants to be. And thinking that I haven't internalized any of these things. In fact, it would be a grave mistake to act like I'm, I've, I'm past 
quote unquote any of these things like it's been so insidiously ingrained in our day to day that it's like it's gonna take some time mm -hmm. it's gonna take some time and it might not ever be fully eradicated it's a 24 7 yeah. news cycle yeah it's a 24 7 it medium is. machine pushing these agendas it is it really really is so yeah, we can't be accounting for everyone else right. all the time. Which makes it even more like important to us yes. that in our most intimate circles, yeah. we are not having to f allow harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Look, it, it's an allowance. It's being, it's being allowed to happen, to occur without any sort of deterrent or prevention at times. And mm -hmm. I think this is, this is the step in prevention of us clocking and also just like stating truly like this is here this mm -hmm. is here in the room this this quote-unquote safe space it's like we we need to like call out these things in order to like move towards safety or else we're not really creating safety right and one of the allowances if it's not harm it's like a short-sightedness of the harm or mm -hmm. lack of accountability of yeah. the harm because sometimes harm is gonna happen yeah you know if it's not like preventative then at least harm reduction yeah and how our response is right to like how we heal mm -hmm. the people who was harmed yeah and the harm that it comes from probably yeah the harm that it comes from too but yeah. we that especially I feel like as femme presenting people mm -hmm. who are not white mm -hmm. and then especially as a black woman mm -hmm. these positions and people that occupy them can't mm -hmm. be accountable for everybody else yeah all the time yeah there's much to be accounted <laughs> for ourselves yeah it really is it really is we need help in mm -hmm. our most intimate circles to be accounting for ourselves and each other mm -hmm. And we all can agree then, we all must agree then that we ought to account for these yeah. things because we want to allow less harm and eventually abolish, honestly, allowing it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of even wild to even juxtapose the two, but then it's wild because it, as we speak every day this year, yeah. every day this calendar every year, year, there's a shooting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not a small thing, and we'd never have to feel like that's something that we need to get over, or we need to, like, j jolt ourselves into normalcy mm -hmm. in, in response to. If there's any call to action, it's that every day, you know, ex allowing less harm yeah. from the pe people, places, and things close to us. Yeah, definitely. Next on the list... The myth of debt. The myth. Because, baby, it's a story <laughs> made by the rich. <laughs> and the fact that I, I, it, like, I think I, I might have put this one down. But just the idea that you need to be debt free when the richest people in this country run off of debt. You cannot build wealth of that level without debt. Yeah. Because... We live in a system that rewards people for being mm -hmm. able to go into debt. Yeah. People who sign away, yes, I will be 
pledging allegiance to the US of A and working here and yeah. contributing to the GDP for the next 20, 10 years with my billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. Rewarded. Yes. Rewarded. You can borrow hundreds of million dollars from us. Yeah. yeah that's the reward. Yeah. The, the PPP rewa- loans. <laughs> yeah. Just all of these ways that it is obscured, mm-hmm. you know, in the marketing yeah. and the PR of wealth like, and the branding of wealth that you have to be in debt to be a certain level of wealthy. Yeah. You have to always be indebted to a system, Mm -hmm. to systems. Mm -hmm. And what does that really mean then about becoming rich? Yes. Maybe that's a myth. (laughs) Sounds like a trap. Sounds like a trap. Sounds like a hamster wheel that gets so big you cannot get off of it. You're already out of breath as soon as you get on. But you (laughs) owe the U.S. Profit. Profit baby. Profit. Um, I guess lastly, because the next are guess that will come. Mm-hmm. But content houses. Like TikTok houses, like Hype House. Um, this was put on because I did not know who Nessa Barnett was. And then Rose told <laughs> me. That's right. Uh, I know this first name is right. I know that. Nessa? Nessa B. I think it's Nessa Barnett. Okay. But, yeah, the American singer-songwriter. Barrett. 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 It's fine. It's Barnett, Barrett, somebody knows her. It wasn't me. I did not know her. Um, But out of Rose's mouth comes, there's a part of this YouTube content house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, there's more? I only know about the Hype House because that's how they've been branding themselves. They're the only ones out there. But this will be another researchy deep dive into who, who the fuck made these places and what are they all about and how old are these kids? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And where are the adults? That's always the fucking question. <laughs> and it makes me... Where are the adults? Makes me realize, like, where were the adults in my life? Where were they? yeah yeah one thing that i knew this is a a slight sidebar one thing i knew about when i was like damn disney channel's changing when i was watching it it's because less and less episodes had an adult or a guardian figure in them and a lot of the shows were starting to be focused on a child making profit I know. Every kid's got a job. Every kid's got a job. Every kid's working. Every kid's working. What are you going to say, Disney? You already got kids working for you. It no. was, yeah, that okay. was like quite a switch. But like, this is another sort of like. And these content houses, these are all kids. Deepening. This is all yeah. child labor. Child labor in a house. And like, your parents would have to, and I guess, I guess legally have to allow you in some way. But. Who's clocking those hours, really, of, like, creating this content when you live there? Yeah, they'll throw a pizza party and whatever for you, but you're working, babe, 24-7. Interesting. Well, we have about four minutes left. Mm-hmm. Um, if you made it this far, hey, we hope you come back next week, yeah. next Thursday, next, next Thursday, Thursday evening. We will be going into sharing oneself virtually, mm-hmm. online consent. Yeah. If you want to join us on that topic, please come through. Yeah. 
pop on in. And again, send us any other topics you might be interested in. Like this is just the list we started with. We would love to hear what you want to talk about too. Because we probably want to talk about it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm Jure. And this is Rose. And thank you for stopping by in the chat. Um, you are rats. <laughs> yes. Okay. This weekend we have... Um, Cafe Theater on Instagram Live. Yes. We have Sharing Slices and Frosted Chocolate by Elijah Penzal. Sounds delicious. by Tara M. Green. Yes. We have some beautiful actors that will be reading on Instagram Live. Mm -hmm. Joe has poetry that she posts. I'll Wind Down poetry. with Joe. Yeah. Check out, their, check out their videos on their Instagram. Mm -hmm. And their TikTok is also popping. So check out their TikTok. Are you making stuff on there? I'd be talking on the TikTokies. People listen. It's weird. So we're here. We're here. Where? We're Where? here. You're here. Where? We'll be here every week now for a while. So yeah. if you want to catch up on season one, anchor.fm slash group chat. Mm -hmm. And the conversation continues.